0: time to unpack what's holding you back. Now, you've had six weeks to pack up those bags and throw them away, amen, but now it's time to work. The last series was on uh, empowering and and getting deliverance, but now we're going to talk about empowerment and equipping, and there is a word from God as we begin to talk in this new sermon series, and you can pull that slide up. It's called Gifted. I don't know if you know it or not, but you're gifted, and we're going to start it with our theme scripture, starting in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, starting at verse 1 and then going down verse 4 through 11, I'd like to thank and thank all of you who came out Wednesday night. That was fun and had a lot of good food. Brother Dave is not helping me lose weight with that supreme pizza and all of the food, but we had a great time. So thank you to all those who showed up. We had a really good time and we're going to be doing that again on Wednesday nights. We want to encourage you to come out and be a part. This is our church. God has given to us to steward and we must take stewardship of it, which means that it's only going to be what a God allows it to be and what we let him work through us So seven o'clock Wednesday, if you're not working, I'd love to see you out here uh, to to support your church. Amen. 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 We can read this together. Ready? Read now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. Now go to verse four. We're going to go down to verse four. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, still, the interpretation of the tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, we're going to skip down to the book of Mark, and this is where we're going to hang our hat today. Let's go to the book of Mark, if you could. Uh, We have a scripture there from Mark. I believe it's Mark chapter 4. It might not be, but they've got it up down right there. Mark chapter 12, starting at verse 41 through 44. Let's read. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty, and put in everything all she had to live on. Everybody say everything. Now I want you to help me preach this today. Look up to heaven, don't look at your neighbor this time, and say, God, I'm giving you the best that I've got. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we open this series about called gifted, um, it is a series, and we start with the book of First Corinthians. It is a much studied topic, and one of my goals and personal goals is a commitment to biblical literacy. Um, to make sure that the people in the body of Christ are biblically literate. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people in the church who've been in the church for years that really don't know the Bible like that, and you can't do what you don't know, so it is important that we equip those who are called to let you know how to work in the body of Christ, and Paul is talking to a church in 1 Corinthians, and uh, this is the second letter he's written to them by the time, I know we say First and Second Corinthians, but if you study 1 Corinthians, you will know that when he starts first Corinthians he mentioned the letter that he'd already written to them so that wasn't Paul's first correspondence to the Corinthian church but they were a very gifted church the power of God had moved mightily but they were also a very corrupt and debauched uh, church and they had a lot of stuff going on and so what Paul decided to do was to write and answer their questions and also to teach them about how to use the gifts that they had and to be able to use those gifts in love and as we began to discover uh, this series. I want you to be looking inward. Don't look at your neighbor, don't look at anybody else. If somebody else comes to mind, I want you to bring a pad and a pen this time because I want you to learn because this is a working series. This is a series for us to learn about ourselves and what God has placed in us across these weeks because when we finish, we are going to work. Everybody say work. The Bible says work while it's day. Uh, But when man night comes, no man works. And I don't know if you know just how gifted that you are. God has empowered everyone who is a believer in Christ with at least one spiritual gift. Did you know that? So you are gifted whether you know it or not. He may give more to some than the others depending on the work that he has for them to do. But I want them to put that definition of spiritual gift that I wrote on the screen. And I want you to do that. I'm going to be a little more professorial possibly. Uh, you know how I am this this series so if I don't get excited I want to teach because I want you to really catch this and the importance of this let's read that together a spiritual gift is an ability derived from divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit given to the believer to further the work of the kingdom of God and bless the body of Christ media team leave that up for a second because I see people writing and taking pictures and we'll be able to send that out to you as well I want you to know that but a spiritual gift is an ability that's derived from divine empowerment. In other words, God has given you something. There is no such thing as a pew warmer in the church. There is no such thing as a real just church attender. If you have found a way to not attend, uh, to just attend church and not be involved, you are not a church member, you are a spectator. God has given you the ability to be able to connect with his body and to use the gifts he's given, and he's given each one of them a gift, so it's important for us to know what those gifts are and how we can serve the church. God didn't call us to be served, and many times people come to church for what they can get out of the church. I go to this church because they got the music I like. I go to this church because they got the songs I like. I go to the church because they do this that I like. And all of those are fine and good, but none of those are reasons to come to a church. The reason to come to a church is that God, you've given me a gift, and I see a church with a need that has that gift, and so I know you placed me here strategically so I can use that gift to make the church stronger. Brother Dave has kind of preached most of my sermons so I can just kind of relax a little bit and that's how we do it. We set up the words of encouragement and even the songs a lot of times to go into the theme of which we're talking. In other words, the church is only as strong as its weakest link which means that if we feel like we're inconsistent the church will be inconsistent it amazes me i talk to my pastor friends and my pastor friends always tell me and this is a negative it's just honest it amazes me how people show up every sunday and they expect the pastor to be standing in this pot every single sunday and if it's not it's inconsistent and they upset about it and they won't show up but yet they feel like they can show up anytime they get ready and they come one or two sundays here or there and they think that that doesn't affect the church but each one of you is valuable and when you are missing it may A difference and God has called you to faithfulness. The gifts are not a barometer of the believer's spirituality, but they are a beautiful burden for acts of service. And and so, therefore, the presence of gifts when you're highly gifted should not produce uh, more pride, but it should produce more humility. When each member of the body of Christ embraces their gift and uses their gift, the body is benefited. Uh, Pull up that first PowerPoint, and we're going to read today. I'm going to teach you guys today. We're going to talk. Do you mind that? I want to feed a little bit. Let's say, say that together. When I work where I'm gifted, the church is lifted. In other words, that... I, I love this church. I, if you know me, you know I'm working from can to can't a lot of times. And even when you're asleep, I'm up praying. And when you're doing stuff, I'm doing physical stuff. And even Brother Day comes out. Brother Day is trying to work. And I'm like, hey, Brother Day, can you stop working? I, I went out here and cut all these wood chips, and I need to work on this wood chipper. And Brother Day looks like I got stuff to do. But he's nice enough, and he stops, and he comes out, and he helps me. But guess what? I only have two hands, and I only have two feet. Which means that if the church is going to be what it's called to be, that each one of us has a position to play. And if you're not, I saw a sign a long time ago that made me laugh. It was on a church. It said, if you're not getting anything out of your church, you should ask yourself what you're putting into it. It's an amen, Si. If don't nobody else say amen, Si's going to help me. She's going to say Amen. It says that although we have diverse gifts, we have God is the common thread. There are many diverse gifts out in the body, but there is one common thread. Although I might not be able to do roofing like Austin because I'm scared of heights, but guess what? I can, I do the preaching, Austin will do the climbing, and that's just playing with me. <laughs> but it all works together. So it's not raining on my head while I'm doing the preaching. Austin can climb on the roof and Austin has a gift that God has given him and an ability and a, a, that he's given him and we're going to talk about all these group, uh, these gifts. So we're going to be teaching across a few weeks about what there are. And that although we have these diverse gifts. Each one of us has been given one or more gifts, and we'll look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11. It says, all of these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one as he determines, which means that you can't get it conceited about the gift you have because it's not you, and you have nothing to do with the gift that he gave you. If I have the gift of gab, my wife jabbed me in the side when you said that, Brother Day, that if you have the gift of gab, maybe it's because you're in a position where you need to be able to use that gift to bless other people. You might not like to talk. You might like to be behind the scenes, but that's why you're built that way because everybody can't talk and somebody has to say something. <laughs> so it's important that we use our, our, um, our gifts to bless both the church at large and the church uh, in our local congregation. Pull up that next PowerPoint, guys. I want us to read that together. It's important for us to see this. And I want you to replace you with I. Let's read that. I have been called to both the body of Christ and at large and a local body. Let's read that again. I have been called to both the body of Christ at large and a local body. It is not either or, it is both and. And many times this is problematic in today's culture. I'm a millennial, I'm at the edge of a millennial generation and we are some of the most unfaithful people that there could be in the millennial generation. We don't commit to anything. As a matter of fact, the average stay at a regular job for a millennial is about two years. We look for ways to not serve God, and this is problematic. This teaching will be problematic for a culture that focuses on deeds outside the church but diminishes faithfulness to church attendance and service to their local body. You often hear them say phrases like, the church is not a building, and I can serve God everywhere, and that is true. However, if I'm married to Robin and I'm never in the house with Robin, am I really married? However, those who are truly a part of the church will be faithful and present in the building as well as effective outside. You don't get a pass just because you like to do good deeds in the community and do those things. Those things are important. But the Bible says Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. My grandmother used to say charity begins at home and spreads to God. It does not matter if you're feeding people in Uganda and you won't show up and bless your local congregation. It does not matter if you use your gifts to give to world missions all over the world, but your local church needs money and you don't give it. It does not matter if you w- turn on somebody else's live stream and watch them and-, and support them, but you get up when you say I don't feel like going today and your pastor has to preach the empty seats. Not your pastor. Y'all are sitting in seats. Praise, uh, praise God. But did you know only 33% about of people have returned to church? God is calling us to faithfulness. True church gifting. And you cannot use your gifts sitting on the couch so there are a lot of churches that are handicapped right now god's church is going to keep going but they're handicapped because there are people that are sitting on couches a member of a church that's a thousand miles away and they have local congregations and local communities with local needs and they're sitting on their gifts and god never intended to, for that to be amen So, you've been called to both the body of Christ and at large and the local body. It's good to do things out. In the, in, in the world. It's good that we give money to the places that we give in Asia and things like that. That's great, but guess what? There are some people in Royal Oak that need saving. There are some things in this church that need to be done and, and, and we can use our gifts in the help That Somebody's probably a good person at cleaning. Well, guess what? It helps when somebody's cleaning. Somebody is probably a good person at hospitality and we're gonna talk about those giftings and you might be the perfect person to start a small group because you like to connect with people. It's important that we are just as effective inside as we are outside, and it's time for us to emphasize that again because in this digital age, I think we have devalued the price of church membership and the value of church membership. That's why I'm glad we took in two members today because taking in members lets us know when you are a part of a body, you have a responsibility to God and to that body. Verse, Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. It says this. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. He's talking about persecution that's coming to believers. But I want you all to read that last sentence with me. Let's read it. Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Now he's talking to believers that are about to be killed, that are about to be tortured for 10 or more days to deny Christianity. And even when they don't deny Christianity, they will be killed. But he's saying you have to be faithful to the point of death. This is problematic for many of us because many of us think we have an expiration date. We feel like uh, uh, if, there, if you read that book that we passed out about by Dr. Tom Rainier, there are many people in the church that feel like they have an expiration date on their service, that I served for years and now it's time for me to sit down and let somebody else serve. That's not how it works. Be faithful unto what? Death. Just because you can't do what you used to do doesn't mean that you can't do something. God is calling you to work. There is no retirement plan in the kingdom of God. You may not be able to do it like you used to, and it might take you three or four more days to do it than you used to, but work those three days and make it happen. Because God is calling you to bless the body of Christ. Amen? Let's go. God wants us to be faithful. Many people say, well, I just don't see in the Bible why I need to show up to church every Sunday. God's not interested in that. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my what? Commandments. So if I could show you that God wants you to be at church every Sunday, if you could, would you come to church every Sunday? How many would, you, how many would do that? Pull up the screen. I tricked you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read it. We can't argue with a word. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25, if y'all could pull that up. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let's see what verse 25 says. Not giving up to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I'll see you Wednesday. We're not called to less church. We're called to more church. And this is not braggadocious, but I'm going to be honest. There's only one family in this church, I've counted and looked, that has a mother and a father working. A mother and a father both working and doing church ministry. Well, two, two. Two or three. But there's only one family that has a mother, a father working, three small kids going to school all the time. And, and working in the ministry. Can you guess who that is? So do you think that anybody else has any excuse? We show up with a smile on our face. We show up happy to serve. Robin works 40 to 50 hours a week and this is not a praise the bearers thing but I'm giving you an example. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. We get up. I'll give you our schedule. We get up early in the morning. Robin takes two kids to one school. I take another kid to the other. We pick up. We're we're always coordinating. I'm working. Robin's working next to me. I'm working with people all over the state and and then sometimes over the country. Robin's working there faithfully. We get up. We go pick up our kids at different times. Make sure we're going to different places. Make sure we handle everyday life, all the kids stuff. But we make sure that by the time it's time to go to church on Wednesday, we're here. We make sure that when it's time to be here Sunday, we're here, and it almost makes me cry that my kids get excited on Saturdays, because while other people are out on Saturdays, you know what these little girls are doing? They're cleaning toilets with a smile on their face, while other kids get to play. You know what they're doing? I didn't make that. Haley did. They're putting these things up on, on the screen. And they're putting all these things together and putting together plans and working on websites and all these other things. And I'm not saying that to glorify my family. What I'm saying is there's plenty of work for all of us to do. And none of us have any what? Excuse not to pick on members or pick out people. Nobody's more special than the other. We love everybody. But Terry rides a bike here on every Wednesday and every Sunday. Sometimes in the cold and in the rain if, if Lamarck can't get here. She spends her own money and her own time and her own resources. Those seats that you see sitting up in a lot of things. She puts in them, Brother Dave. I'm so thankful for Brother Dave. Because every week without fail, Brother Dave's gonna come in here and work for hours in this office during the week and he gets stuff done. He doesn't complain. He doesn't say anything. Every time I need something built, Brother Bob, he may he might be busy, but Brother Bob will show up. If I need need this or need that or I need giving boxes, Brother Denny, I just come up with wild stuff for that I see. I hey I, brother Denny, I saw my friend with this kind of tripod that sits up on the top of the thing. Can you you? You build that, and all of a sudden, Brother Denny shows up with it out of nowhere. (laughs) And he said, yeah, I'm getting old, Pastor. I can't do this anymore, and I'm, I'm getting ready to quit. But every time I tell Brother Denny I need something, he shows up with it. There are other people who I won't even mention. It takes a lot of people to make this church roll and make this church function. And God is calling us to faithfulness, not less, but what? More. Because when we do that, people will see the work and people will ultimately come what? To Christ. There are a lot of people. I just picked out a, a few, but there are a lot of people that are working. I see a gift of helps in, in one of your children. Why? Because I noticed that as I was doing the study, every time I walk, he runs to me and says, hey, is there anything I can do? What do you need to do? What do you need help with? That's a spiritual gift that's on the inside of him. And We're going to talk about that across the next weeks. And he's, he's got that gift. He doesn't care what it is. He just wants to what? Serve. That's a spiritual gift. You have a gift. I don't know if you know it, but it's on the inside of you, and I'm not telling you these things to make you feel bad. You, if you haven't done what you need to do, you can do what? Better. This is to teach us when you know better, you what. Do better. Well, I don't have a car. Well, you got some knees in the prayer room. If you can't make it here, can you get on, on your knees and pray for us? Because prayer is one of the most powerful things that we need. We need prayer warriors. So uh, guess what? Before Wednesday night, Bible study comes 630 prayer, and it'd be good if we had prayer filled. Why? Because we have to do spiritual warfare just like we have to do natural warfare, and you cannot do effective natural warfare until you've done some what? Spiritual Warfare is this helping anybody Amen. I'm sorry I should have told you to sleep in because now you're accountable for it when you hear it <laughs> to close we're not going to stay long today I want to talk to you about faithfulness to God across these weeks I'm going to be passing out some things there are three types of gifts the first one you some called the speaking gifts everybody says speaking gifts <laughs> Those are the ones that most people are most familiar with. I'm doing one of them right now. But guess what? Though the things that you see on the outside of the body are oftentimes not as important. Would you, rather trade, would you rather trade a hand or a silver? So sometimes just because a gift is out front does not necessarily mean that it's the most important gift. <laughs> And we're going to be studying these things, and I want to encourage you as we send them out. If, you don't, if we don't have your email address, give us your email address. I'm going to send you these things out for us to study and for us to be equipped, because he's given us these gifts for the building of the ministry and the edification of the saints. This is exciting, isn't it? God has called us to do these things. Now I want to take you down to that scripture in Mark and tell you why that's there and why the topic is called Giving You the Best That I Got. Jesus sat down in Mark chapter 12 and he's looking at people. He's just in church. People are walking and putting offering in and Jesus is sitting just like this. He's looking at what everybody puts in. You think your offering matters to God? It does. It does. He's paying attention. Well, God looks at my heart. He does. But where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you spend all your money on entertainment and none to the work of the gospel, that's where your heart is. It may not feel good, but it's the truth. Don't tell me what to do with my money. I'm not his. Don't tell me what to do with my time. I'm not his. He is the Bible says that it's required that a man be found what? Faithful. That's faithful in giving. That's faithful in tithing or beyond. That's faithful in time and service, talent and treasure. Jesus is paying attention to everybody that is given in the service. And a lot of them, they're given to be seen and they're putting in big, big dollar amounts because they got big dollars. But I remember something when I was working a long time ago, I used to work at a place called Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I was a branch manager there for a few years, quite a few years. And As I was there, they had a system at Enterprise to where they, they did things per car. And the reason they did that is because it would often look like the people with the bigger branches were doing the most work, but they would divide your profit by the cars that you had to see how profitable you really were because sometimes the smaller branches were outperforming the larger branches and it was covered up because the bigger branches just made more and you assume because they made more that they were given the most and sometimes they were not. We assume sometimes that larger churches are given the most and sometimes they're not. Sometimes we assume because we don't have a $1,000 to drop in the offering that we're not giving, but God is not looking at that. God is looking at the potential of what you could give. He talks about the Macedonians in Greece and he says, I I applaud them. Why? Because they gave beyond what they were able to to give. In other words, Jesus is looking at them, this woman, and the reason he's stopping is because she didn't just try to get by with doing just enough to be seen. That's what a lot of them were doing. They were giving by to be enough to be seen, and because I have a lot and I'm very gifted, I can do something and get by with it, and I don't really have to give my all because my gift will cover it. And I could just nicely come in and let everybody else take care of the heavy lifting, and I know I could lift more, but I don't. I know I could give more time. I know I could give more resources. I know I could give more prayer. But I can cover it up because I have larger and Jesus looks at all these people giving and they don't even move him. Jesus is looking at them, some probably drop a thousand dollars, some probably drop a hundred. And all of a sudden, this woman comes in and she has the Bible says in the King James Version, two pennies, a couple of pennies, which is the equivalent of about $32. This woman isn't even the working poor, she's just poor. And she takes everything she has and she drops it into the offering, and Jesus stops everything. Now, can you imagine this? All these people been coming, giving all this stuff. Jesus did not move. Why? Because he knew they weren't giving all they could. He knew they were giving for the wrong motives and not from their heart. He knew they could do more. Look at your neighbor and say, you could do more. You don't have to do more for salvation, thank God. You're saved by grace through faith. It's the gift, the gift of God, not the works lest any man work, should boast, but you can do more in your local body of Christ. If it's nothing but stand at the door and say, welcome to Encounter Church, if it's nothing more than hand out something or be an assistant or work behind the scenes, there's something that you can do to make a difference. But here's the thing, you got to give it all. You got. Pull up that verse, chapter, verse 41, Mark 12, 41 through 44. Just pull up 43 and 44 because this is powerful to me. Is this blessing anybody? Amen. Brother Dave, I don't know who how the offerings go, but I, I imagine they might get a little bit larger. And I imagine we might see a few people more giving, and this is not designed to make you do that. This is not a manipulative service. This is the teaching service because most of us miss out on a lot of our blessings simply because nobody's taught us that we could do more. We could do better because your giving is an act of worship. When you give, that woman was given not to be seen to anybody. She was poor. Nobody was paying attention to what she gave, but she gave it from her heart, and she gave the best that she had to give. And the Bible says when a man gives, he should not give out of compulsion because he compulsed to give, but he should give as he purpose in his heart. In other words, he said in his heart that, Lord, I'm giving, and when I'm giving, it's not so the pastor won't say nothing because newsflash, I don't know what anybody gives. I told Brother Day a long time ago, I don't want to know what anybody gives because I don't want anybody to think they got any special favors because they get more money than the other one. I don't know no difference between anybody or what you give and what you don't. So if this is hitting you, it's not because I know it's just because you're guilty. <laughs> I can see some things, though. I can see how many people come out on Wednesday. I can see... How how many people show up joyful and how many people are working to serve. And I can see how many people just come to sit. And I can see how many of this. And I'm glad to see you either way. If you're not working, I'm still glad to see you. Just show up. I love you. And I'm glad to see you when you come through the door. Many people don't realize. I have pastor friends, and we talk all the time. They are glad to see you when you come through the door. They miss you. I, I keep people around me like me that have pastor's hearts. They miss you when you're not there. You matter to them. They love you. They get joy out of seeing you find out what gift you are and working in it. I get joy out of working on a stage that all of the men came to build. Brother Bob started working this stage and building it by himself as a master craftsman before you know it. Lamarck was over here handing stuff and Brother Dave was doing stuff and Victor was doing stuff and Brother Denny came out to look at other other guys and Austin came and started doing trim work and before you know it, something amazing happened that normally wouldn't happen because everybody came together as a team and used that gift. I ask you a question, are you giving everything that you God. I love to read the articles that they send out. If you haven't got the newsletter, you need to get it. They write some very good articles, and those things bless you if you'll take the time to read them. We've got gifted writers And we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. So there are speaking gifts. There are gifts that are out front. But there are also what you call what we're going to start with, the serving gifts, gifts that aren't out front, but they help get the job done, like gifts of administration and government and things like that. And we're going to be teaching about those things because you don't know. Sometimes people are doing things that get on your nerves. You just don't realize it's their gift coming through, and they don't even recognize it. You come in, and, and you just want to haphazardly walk in, and, and then a person's like, hey, we started we started 11. It's time to start. What are y'all, what are y'all doing? It's time to start. And, and this is disorganized, and that, that's disorganized. And we can need to get this together, Robin. And we need to do all those things, and you'll see in the people the gifts of administration. Or somebody that's always, hey, come over to the house and eat. Come over and do this. Come over and do that. That's a gift of hospitality, which could be very vital for somebody who's coming out of town and doesn't have any friends or family to connect with, and they want to feel like they're loved and at home, that somebody has the love of Jesus supernaturally so much that you can bring a stranger into your home and love them. We have people here like that. We got a lot of people here like that. I don't know if you know it, but you're gifted. And the church is lifted when people use their gift. Last scripture, and we're going to go. I want you to pay attention that this lady did not give what she gave under the rest. She did not give it for the uh, recognition. There are people that you do not know doing work at this church behind the scenes and doing very great things, and they ask that I not tell anybody. You know why? Because they're not doing it for the recognition, and they don't like to be out before people. But I want to let you know that I appreciate you, all of you, because when you do it, You're helping all of us become what? Better. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. Let's read this together. I want you to change... We'll read it like that. I was going to say us and use the pronouns for us collectively, but we're going to read it just like that. Let's read it. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Give it the best you got. If anybody serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. Do it with the best you got so that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. It's amen. If you're going to do it. Anybody who's been around me for more than five minutes will hear me say this, and you can repeat it after me, or if you can finish my sentence, if you have do, you can tell, tell the team I keep around, I say it again, if you have do, if you're gonna have do it, don't do it. If you're gonna do anything for Christ, give it your best. Why? Because God gave us his best. He gave us his own son. He didn't pick Abraham or Isaac or Jacob. He didn't, he didn't pick David. He didn't pick, pick, pick other people because they had issues. Although there are people in the Bible, they had all these kind of issues. And there was nobody that was perfect, that was sinless, that could go for us. And God said, you know what? I'll pick my best. I'll kill my own son. I'll allow my own son to die for you because I'm going to give you my best. And because he gave us his best, he deserves our best. Amen? Amen. So as we go across these next few weeks, as we get ready to go, somebody said, we finished already? Yeah, we're about finished already today. I want you to get excited about learning. I want you to plug in. Because we're going to go down each and every single gift. Now, it's not an exhaustive list list, because there are other giftings that God gives people and he empowers them. But the ones that are listed biblically, we're going to give you so that you'll be able to see those gifts, see where you plug in. And then at the end, we're going to do something different. I'm going to give you a spiritual gifts test. And when you know what your gift is, we're going to log those gifts and we're going to find places to place you. Don't run. Because it's time for us to plug in where we are. God wants to use you. And he gave you his best. Will you give him your best? If you will, give God a hand clap of praise today. (laughs) As we close, and Brother Dave comes today, I want you to ask yourself a question. Am I really giving it the best that I got? Am I really as faithful to my local church body as I need to be? Could I do more? Could I pray more? Could I serve more? And if the answer is yes, we'd love to have you working. Because God can use each and every one of you. And he's blessed you to be a blessing. I'm going to pray a blessing over you real quick. And then Brother Dave's going to come. And if you feel like God is tugging at your hearts right now saying, he's talking to you. See, I don't know your personal business, but he's talking to you. And guess what? If, If you don't know who he's talking to, everybody take your hand and do this. Do that for me. And say, he's talking to me. I'm talking to everybody in the building. He's gifted each one of you he wants to use you for his glory god we thank you for your time today we thank you that across these weeks you will teach us and guide us in our spiritual gifts that we may learn them and that we may apply them that your people will be blessed in jesus name we pray amen somebody give god a hand clap of praise brother